The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Bear and Balanced. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined, as always, by the boss man over at that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, you and I were at Chicago Bears training camp today. How are you feeling after kind of a nice day, a little warm, but certainly not as bad as those folks endured last week? Yeah, it was brutal last week when I saw how those guys were there in like, you know, 90 degree heat. You know, even the players were kind of, you know, had a, had a bit of a, a ramp down day because it was so rough there. But today was nice. Um, it was a nice little breeze. We were, of course, up at the top of the bleacher, sun beating down on us, but it wasn't bad. I mean, it was, I think, 80, 81 degrees. Um, it wasn't too bad. It was uh, good weather. Uh, no rain in the forecast uh, for tomorrow either. So it's going to be fun. Uh, it should be a fun, real fun two days for us out there. Yeah, I, I think that you don't appreciate how useful it is to get there early until you attend a practice that is completely overcrowded. Um, yes. The two, two sets of bleach. So this was the first time that we were on the north field. I, I think I have my direction correct there. Um, the first time that I have been to a practice that was taking place on the, on the north field. And they have two sets of bleachers. And those were completely filled up. And then they have another set that's a um, ADA and then I think like a family section. And then they've got the media like up in the corner, like way over there. Right. Uh, So there was some interesting stuff that was happening there because some of the media members were in with us and they got booted. They were told they go back to their little section. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, So we didn't get a chance to talk to some of the guys I think we would have liked to have talked to because they got booted by the Bears. (laughs) media people and you know we're we're obviously going as um as fans we're we're non-traditional media so you know we we have a different uh you know rules that we have to follow and things that we can do and not do you know we did not post video never we never post video we never post video and good news is that we did not get falsely accused today um uh for for not posting video so that so that was good um and yeah, we got there early and we got the back row. And so that's very nice. So like pro tip, if you're going to do this thing, we had the second bus out. So we were one of the first uh, through the line, through security. We went right to our seats, staked them out. And then we just sat there like that's where we were. I mean, or stood up, but we kind of staked out those seats, which is really important to get like a good view um, and to be able to enjoy it. Like, nothing wrong with standing along the rope line, but uh, I think it's a better uh you're gonna go anyway might as well wake up early 
the other the other fields have, I believe, more bleachers for for mm-hmm. fans to sit in. Um, I'm not sure how they de- how they decide which set of fields they'll be on each camp practice. I assume it's planned out way in ahead. Everything everything you know these guys do is very meticulous. They know their whole plan, you know, leading into it. So I'm guessing they knew they'd be there. So which is like either bring in some more bleachers for that area or don't maybe give away so many tickets. But like you said, it's not bad standing around the, the roped off area It's standing alone. You can still see what's going on there. So it's not too bad at the end of the day. It's uh, man, it's, it's, it's bears training camp practice. It's always a good time to go see that. And before we get into categories, I just want to say up top a uh, couple of observations. One, I love, love when people wear jerseys from players of the past. It's one of my favorite things to catch out in the wild. This is more like a, you know, seeing a seeing a lion in the zoo versus seeing a lion out in the the Serengeti, right? But like, it's it's so it's fun to see like a Marcus Robinson jersey like randomly, um, but it, but it is still fun to see it at, at Chicago Bears camp. That's what happens uh, the, today. Marcus Robinson jersey, uh, Eric Kramer jersey. Uh, we saw some Mongo jerseys. Uh, Look like a couple was wearing. Uh, 76 jerseys and each uh, one was a home and one was the throwback. So it was really fun to see people wear their jerseys, the, the different players throughout the decades. Um, I always find that to be really fun. I think my favorite today was of seeing was Eric Kramer. I feel like that was the most random yeah. uh, because you don't necessarily expect Eric Kramer jerseys to pop up. Greatest single season passing uh, stats in Bears history, Eric Kramer. There it is. Yeah, there it is. So if you're coming to camp and you're coming to camp tomorrow, we will be there again. I will say that we I wore the Tevin Jenkins shirt. So for those of you watching, there's, is. there's the Tev shirt. Uh, and uh, we brought a couple along with us. We gave those out. So that's exciting. Tomorrow, if you're going to camp on Tuesday, uh, we will be there again. I'll be wearing a different shirt, and I'll have a couple shirts with me. So More um, free shirts? More free shirts. So find us. Um, and if you're not going to be a camp and you like them, uh, head over to 500 level and use the promo code GRIDIRON20 uh, for 20% off. So those are a couple things I wanted to mention before we get into categories. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Plus, you know, we also have a, also have a giveaway at at the site, uh, Winnie City Gridiron, of course, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all over the place. We're giving away two Bears tickets to the Bears versus Titans, a uh, preseason game. So we're giving those away. All the details are on the site. I'm not going to run through them now to bore you guys, but just go to the site. Very easy entry. Free entry, of course, doesn't cost you guys nothing, but there's a chance for you to enter up to three times. Go to the site, get those details, and enter for a chance to win Bill Zimmerman's tickets he's given away. So that's awesome of Bill. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, appreciate Bill doing that. So, all right, well, let's get into the categories. We start this show and every show with a trench tribute. And so what is difficult about early training camp is that they are not wearing pads. And so it is tough to judge linemen when you are watching a practice without pads because they can't really go after each other. But one, we heard that pads are coming on tomorrow, Tuesday. So bonus for you guys that are going to be there with us at practice on Tuesday. Uh, but two, you can tell like, who are, who's getting reps where, maybe how yeah. guys look versus how they looked last season, maybe more, more comfortable, that kind of thing. So who stuck out to you in terms of the trenches today? Yeah, I mean, it was the, the usual starting five was out there. It seemed, you know, I, I was glad to see Alex Leatherwood back up uh, offensive lineman. I was glad to see him playing left guard. I thought that would probably be, or, or playing, uh, was he left guard, right guard? Yeah, left guard, yep. Left guard. So, I mean, it's good to see him kind of getting those reps there. 
he, he's a guard to me. He seemed like a guard to me. You know, when he was coming out, a lot of people said him pegged that way. He played all over the line for the Raiders. Obviously, was really, really bad as rookie. He didn't even make the roster. He got cut. Was in the Bears last year. He had the mono situation. But this is a, a very athletic, very talented young player who just really hasn't had a chance. Like I said, it's his position moved around a lot as a rookie. He had the mono diagnosis last year. Kind of really sapped a lot of his strength and held him out there. We have not really seen what Alex Leatherwood could do. So I think the Bears are pretty smart. If they are going to let him just slot in at guard, and hey, you're a guard now, only worry about this position. I think that's the best thing for moving forward. So, you know, him and then, of course, uh, Larry Borum was playing some 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 tackle there. And with the backups, I think Borum's going to be fine. If he if he's your, your, your top reserve tackle off the bench, I think that's okay for you because your starting five on paper looks much better than what the Bears had a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think it was interesting to see Leatherwood. I mean, that was a bit of a gamble, right? They were the only ones to make the claim. They they take on that um, contract, right? They they own that first round draft pick money uh, contract, so it's not like he hit free agency and then he signed uh, for a smaller deal. The the Bears are still paying him first round draft pick money, so uh, interesting there. And like you said, let him let him learn. Stick him in that position. See if he see if he works out there. If you got a guy that can play. Uh, you know, come in and be your top interior backup, uh, you know, uh, immediately. That's great. Maybe he comes in and is groomed uh, to replace somebody if needed, if they go down, um, what have you. I want to I want to say Darnell Wright because not because of anything he did today. Again, it's walkthroughs with or not walkthroughs, but it's practice without pads. But I was just impressed with how he looked physically. He looked like he had slimmed down even from the draft. I talked a little bit about in the media how he has lost somewhere in between like 15 pounds. I think it shows. I think he looks like he is ready to uh, to step in and, and be a little bit more fleet of foot, um, which which is important. Hopefully he's not sacrificing what makes him a great pass blocker. But um, I think because of just how big he is anyway, like he's got such a wide frame, and I think he wins with that frame pretty regularly. I'm not too worried about that, and I, but I do think he's going to be able to move a little better, which is what the Bears asked of him. There was that quote that was around late last week about how he uh, he must have read something wrong, and so he was preparing for the fitness test for the wide receiver group. Uh, so he was ready to to take a wide receiver fitness test uh, and not the offensive lineman fit, fitness test. And I, and I had to ask you, have you, as a former offensive lineman, ever made the mistake of thinking that you could pass the wide receiver fitness test? Yeah, I, I was always a, a bare minimum kind of guy when it comes to those tests. I'm like, I, I'm not doing anything extra. If I knew as a lineman I had to do this, that's what I had to do was this. I'm not going above and beyond. But, man, kudos to Wright. Though. I mean, he 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 owned it. He he read it wrong. But at the end of the day, it helped him out. I mean, he crushed the test for the old lineman. He got himself in much better shape. You know, moving forward, who knows? But real quick on Wright, I saw some tweets earlier. I, again, we're at, we're at practice. We're trying to watch everything. It's hard to see. I saw some tweets earlier saying that, that Wright got beat pretty bad on a few sacks. But like you talked about at the top, man, it's, there's no pads on. You know, for the most part, this is a glorified walkthrough. Yeah, they're supposed to be going, you know, pr- pretty close to full speed. But again, there's no pads. They're, they're only doing so much out there. You know, it's hard to tell what what they're supposed to do. Plus, you know, they're working on different things, different technique. Who knows if maybe a certain rep he's working on di- a different set, or if or if the the D lineman is working on something different, or just it's all it's all about what they're doing. There's no there's no scouting reports, you know, for these guys. They're just out there trying to work on some new stuff as camp's going on. So if you see these tweets, oh, Darnell Wright got beat for a sack by by Walker in practice, it's practice. Let's not get too 
too concerned over what's going on here. Yeah, that's a good point. And again, without pads, it sort of doesn't matter with the, with the line. Uh, so I wouldn't worry about it too much anyway. But like you said, it's like, um, again, those of you that watch baseball, uh, you get a major league pitcher and they're down at the triple A and they get beat up in triple A. And people are like, I don't know, he got knocked around in that rehab appearance. And then he comes up and he pitches really good to major leaguers. And you're like, are AAA ball players like better than major leaguers? And it's like, well, no, they're they're not really pitching. They're trying to locate, they're working on their fastball. They're making sure they get their velocity, right? They're just they're spotting. They're not really scouting these guys and, and trying to get them out. They're more just working on themselves. They're very focused on themselves. That happens in pro fat practice too, right? They're they're working on things that um, you know, may not make sense to us when we see because we don't have all of the information. So yeah. the, something something definitely keep in mind. So on defense, did anyone listen? Again, it's, it's hard to t- really evaluate the trenches at the setting. But, you know, it, I, I did like seeing uh, Javon Dexter. Um, you know, he did look every bit the physical, athletic sp- specimen that everyone said he was. Just looked good. He looks he looks pretty quick off the snap. You know, that was a big concern, you know, lead, leading up to the, to the draft. Everyone said, Oh, he's, he's slow off the snap. And of course the, the, the that was debunked kind of with the scheme he played there. And, you know, so far during the, during the OTAs, during the mini camp and now during training camp, you know, we have heard nothing about his get off. I think he's fine there. So, and then I, I, I didn't catch the press conferences afterwards on my way home. I couldn't find them online. I was trying to listen to him in the car. Um, but apparently there were some, some bears veteran teammates praising the day that that dexter did have today so you know he's coming into his own and he's going to be a guy as, as a second round draft pick the bears are going to bears are going to count highly on him this season yeah uh exciting young player in my opinion one of those guys that i think may have been a steal because of the the coaching decisions late in his college career allowed him to drop down a little bit yeah. it, it was plenty of football to be played for for him to prove ryan poles right but Early on, like at the at the moment when you started to dig into it, you're like, hmm, there may have been some interesting value there. What about? Oh, let's let's move on to another category before I keep spoiling things. Uh, are we doing with our normal categories? No, yeah, we don't have to. Thing? We can just kind of open it up a little bit. Um, I, what? Uh, let me ask you this question: um, Who were you interested in or surprised in that was getting some first team reps uh, pretty early, particularly the young guys? Uh, that's a good thing. The one thing I noticed uh, earlier, we heard a little bit about the the the, the Bears or the the beat guys are talking about him, and that's rookie cornerback. And I want to make sure I get the first name right because there's a couple Smiths on the roster. Terrell, Terrell Smith uh, out of Minnesota. He was running with the ones. We heard a little bit of stuff him getting some safety reps, but now today he was out there with the ones alongside with Jalen Johnson at corner i'm not sure if that's so much a knock on stevenson the second round rookie as it was to just smith is having a good camp so far so they're going to reward him and it's not like stevenson did bad i think steven had a pick today too in one of the team drills but but the fact that they're letting the fifth rounder get out there and compete for starter reps you know right off the bat i mean that shows you the confidence they have in him and that shows you the kind of his ability he had i know when we, we had a chance to talk to ej he kind of he was at east west shrine game he kind of talked about smith as an up-and-comer he had a great East-West uh, uh, Shrine game there. Um, he kind of a, a late bloomer in college, so maybe he's just you know peaking at the right time for his for his career. Yeah, there was a couple of interesting examples of the picks after Darnell Wright, right um, during the draft, and where you'd have production early, and then maybe a, a rough senior year last year, like Sewell, who we, who we talk about in a minute. 
um, or or Dexter, right? Where you know what the heck was going on there, or the the reverse, right? Where you had the late bloomer, where maybe it didn't look very good, and then kind of figured it out there at the end. Um, I, I just found it interesting that he was doing that, but I want to mention that you pointed out that it looked, it appeared to us that they were flipping the corners quite a bit yeah. and, and Jalen Johnson was moving and we kind of had a conversation on what that could mean. And you and I sort of both came to the conclusion that uh, to, to us, it was most likely saying they want Jalen to travel because they may want him to be traveling with the better wide receiver or the bigger wide receiver or the faster wide receiver, you know, whichever way you want to uh, kind of game plan it out, depending on who you're playing against as opposed to just saying, like, you're the left corner and this yeah. is where you stay. Um, and so I think that's that's interesting and that's good. And, uh, you know, all of the good comments that you, we've heard from Jayla Johnson in the media about being interested in another contract and knowing that he's not, uh, you know, at the like elite, elite level and he still has to put in some ball production to be able to get there. I'm pretty confident that what we're seeing is someone who's going to be a, a building block uh, of this defense for years to come. Yeah, right now it looks like besides Jalen Johnson, your starting corner on the other side is going to either be, you know, Terrell Smith or Tyree Stevenson, a rookie. So if you're the Bears, you want to make sure you're covered just in case, you know, because rookie corners always struggle. It happens all the time. It doesn't matter if you're a first round pick or a, or a fifth round pick, you're going to struggle in the NFL. So if the Bears are, comfort, are comfortable letting Jalen Johnson travel, and we saw him travel a bit a little bit last year um, with a guy like, uh, 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 one of the top receivers, a, a Brown or, or Adams, one of these guys he has to match up against. I don't want a rookie on those guys. So if you're comfortable letting Johnson travel, the rookie has the other guy. And then, of course, you have uh, Kyler Gordon at nickel. I think that just helps your defense all around. And, and I'm with you, man. I, I think you're going to re-sign Jalen Johnson. I think he's the next contract coming here. I know that he doesn't have the the takeaways, which is a big part of the hits philosophy. You know, but he, he's, he's around the ball. It's not like he's shy from contact. You know, he's working on it. Just hasn't happened, you know. So I think we're going to see him kind of, you know, he'll get some picks this year, get some forced fumbles this year. And I think at some point, whether it's earlier or later, I think they're going to are going to resign him. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point. You're likely to play a rookie at one of those spots. And so you're going to want to try to manage that as much as possible, which honestly gives a little bit more leverage to Jalen Johnson. But yeah. it's maybe one of those things where you sign him if you're Ryan Poles, give him that paper, uh, get him in, figure it out, make him happy, and then you know let's let's really show what his value is because I think he's a really good football player, and I'm excited about what his 2023 can look like. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 
Twenty-nine.com. Um, anybody else kind of stick out to you? I mean, like I said, we maybe talk about Sewell, um, the, the the rookie linebacker. Yeah, looked like he was the direct backup to uh, to Jack Sanborn um, in you know traditionally called base set uh, at, at the Sam linebacker, and then when they went to the second team. Uh, it looked like he he would come in and Sanborn would slide over to be the backup Mike. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. So, yeah, I mean, with, with Sewell, he's been getting the first team reps quite a bit during the offseason because, of course, uh, with with Sanborn, he's recovering from the injury. You know, he he, he has got the green light. He's 100%. He's good to go. But the Bears are going to be smart with him and with Darno Mooney. Uh, they're not putting him out there, you know, full speed. They're going to kind of ramp them up slowly to make sure they're ready to go for week one. But with with Sanborn out, Sewell's getting some reps, and you know he he he's he looks like a good football player out there. He's going to get plenty of time on special teams. Obviously, you know if Sanborn isn't ready to go week one, which you know they say he will, but if for some reason it's a setback, I think they're comfortable, you know, putting the rookie Sewell out there. Yeah, and then I want to flip to the other side of the ball again, kind of open session, just shooting yeah. thoughts out here. But other side of the ball, I want to talk about wide receivers and uh, just the connections that were happening today with them. It sure looked like there were some good contested catches for Chase Claypool. A lot of stuff that was some drag routes, some stuff that kind of get the ball in his hands and let him work, which I think is a very good thing for an athlete like Chase Claypool. But he, he came down with some pretty good contested catches, right? Like uh, he looked pretty good today. So I wanted to give give some Chase Claypool love out there, right? That so he's had quite the offseason in terms of Bears Twitter and all that being a little bad on him. So um, I, I thought that he looked pretty good. And then, um, you know, some DJ Moore stuff early. I didn't, we didn't get to see quite the DJ Moore fireworks that we, we maybe um, hope for a little bit of Darnell Mooney, not much. Um, and then, you know, just uh, some, some of the other also rans, you know, had, had some, had some plays too. Um, but in general, it looked like there were maybe more plays made by the defense today. Yeah, I think if you're going to give uh, a win, this is the defense's day. I mean, early on during the team stuff, it seemed like Justin Fields had nowhere to go with the ball. P.J. Walker had nowhere to go with the ball. He was holding it a lot. You know, again, it's just team stuff. It's practice, so they're not going to try and, you know, do certain things. You know, if it was a game situation, they may scramble at, at those at those, at those those points in the, in, the, in the game. But he had nowhere to go with the ball early on, and he was just doing a lot of check down stuff, which – I honestly don't mind. I don't mind the quarterbacks getting in the mentality of, you know, if it's not their check down. Um, we kind of saw that in the two minute drill portion later in practice. We kind of saw it during the the, the others, the, the stuff on seven and seven, a lot of short game stuff being worked there. And I think that's important. I mean, it's, it's the NFL. I mean, you're not always going to take the deep shot. You know, it's not always going to be there. So the fact that, you know, they're kind of being cognizant of, of working the whole field, I think that bodes well for Justin Fields and where this offense is going to take off in, in the next season. Yeah, and, and I'll also put it into context. About half the day was install. And and I think <laughs> people don't realize, I mean, you're watching practice. and Very if you, boring, slow. And if you haven't been through that, like if you don't really know what that is, if you haven't played or coached or whatever, or haven't been to these practices and observed this, like they're putting in place. And so they're not really going live, right? They're not like, you know, again, there's no pads, but like, they're, they're really not scrimmaging. They are in half the time they're they're just putting things in to show like, okay, this is you're you're gonna you're here, you're here, you're here. This is what it looks like. Slow down, deliver the ball. I mean, there was there were plays where 
you know, the, the quarterback would take seven seconds before he threw the ball because yeah. the wide receiver is jogging his route very slowly. He's not running it. Um, so, so again, that's about half the practice. You know, they're installing plays. That's fine. And then you maybe see it later. And then when, when you install a play and then you run it later, the defense is not dumb. They know that you just installed those plays and then they see it again, right? And so sometimes they're going to be able to like run the route for you, right? So so there's a little bit of that that goes on in practice too that you have to make sure that you're keeping in mind. Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's like, like I said, these defense, the defensive players have seen a lot of these plays. And that's one thing the Bears offense was doing today is early on, you mentioned a lot of the install stuff. We saw them run the same play like two or three times in a row out of different formations, um, different looks. A lot of the stuff is they're going slower is because – it's it's not about as always the offensive line. It's sometimes it's the splits of the receivers, the the landmarks where the X receiver lines up on this on this formation. If they're on the right hash, then you have to line up in a certain spot. So a lot of it is they want to know where everyone's lined up. They have to know exactly what 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 their steps are to get where they're going to line up there. Whether it's a, the the wing, like if if Robert Tunyon is flexed off, okay, are you flexed off a man or two man outside? You know, it's it's all about blocking angles with a lot of the stuff. So they're just. They're just going through the walkthrough. It's like the, the the rehearsal. You know, if you're trying to get their steps correct to know what they're gonna do, to know what happens when the play actually goes live. And then, like I said, later on, oh, here comes that play they just did earlier today. Here it is. And of course, the defense knows what's happening. I hated that when I was when I used to play back in the day because they knew it was coming. So I would always try and say something when I was out there. Oh no, it's gonna be this play. I'd try and you know be, be, be a little tricky to the guy in front of me. Oh, it's not this play. It's, it looks like it now. We're gonna run over there. And then we, of course, I'd, I'd catch him and I, I have a great block in the walkthrough. So, but you know, it's, it's all part of the game they play, man. They're trying to get all this stuff in right and. At the end of the day, it's all the Bears. So it's like if the defense looks good, the offense looks good. That's good. That's you know we want to see everybody have their moment to shine. Offensive linemen are just smarter than defensive linemen. That's, that's basically the style. moral of that story. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last thing I'll mention, and I'm just I'm having a little fun here, but uh, older gentleman and his son sitting next to me. Um, older gentleman, one of those Bears fans. Fired up, man. Just everything's bad. Everything is negative. And almost to the point where waiting for something bad to happen and then be like, see, I told you so, right? Like, they can't help but hear him and listen to him. And he just sort of kept just being super negative. And at one point I turned off and I go, hey, man, it's July. Like, you don't get to be pessimistic yet. You have to wait until September, until the games are live, and then something bad happens. And then you can go into this, you know, but the the... And then he started to protest, like, well, I've been a bear, you know, I've been a Bears fan for X number of years. And I'm like, I actually don't care. Like, honestly, <laughs> like I I get it. We all have scar tissue. We've all been there. We've built that up. But but that's not really the point where of the season where we're at, right? Like everybody's zero and zero right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of really good things that are happening. But um, I thought that that was that was funny because you have it's that sort of common, particularly in a lot of fans that I meet that are a little older. Okay. And then to counteract that, there were, you know, I mean, dozens and dozens of young kids that had a Justin Fields jersey on, almost predominant, only Justin Fields. And they all had like a helmet or a football or a picture or something that they wanted, clearly wanted Justin Fields to autograph. They're so excited. Um, you know, there were some, some uh, young kids wearing number one jerseys. Uh, that I think they stood on the rail of the bleachers the whole practice the whole practice, or, yeah. or most of the They're practice right? and these these kids couldn't have been more than 10 years old right like i don't i'm not good with 
kids' ages by just looking at their height or anything, but they're not that old, right? But they were so into it. They were so excited, you know, maybe eight years old or something like that. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of really legitimate excitement, but there's also this like old scar tissue that is just preventing people from allowing themselves to believe. And, and I think everywhere in between, depending on where you're at and, and what your outlook on life is. So it was kind of interesting to see that dichotomy at play. Um, it's always good to remind yourself where, where the people are. So uh, that was my final observation that I wanted to share from today. Yeah, I was, I was hearing you talking to that gentleman, and I did hear you mention the scar tissue thing. And that, that's true, though, man. Bears fans, we've had it. You know, yeah, it's one of the the premier franchise in the NFL. Obviously, it's it's one of the old the oldest franchise in the NFL, but it's been a long time, man. I think uh, as Bears fans, you know, we're really due, and we kind of had a, had the discussion in, in the bleachers. If this Bears team is good, if Justin Fields is the guy, he, he is going to be at that Michael Jordan level of just you know popularity in in the city of Chicago because a it's 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 a football town, you know, and and b you know football is is football is the national pastime these days it's no longer baseball it's football man everyone is a football fan football is the ratings are king in football so if you're the guy if you're the man in chicago forget about it justin fields skyrocketing potential there from from a marketing standpoint and then just the overall face of the league if the bears get this right here yeah absolutely uh the amount of money that justin fields can make in his life uh, is going to be <laughs> astronomical because not only is it going to be a giant contract like we just saw, you know, like Justin Herbert sign, Joe Burrow is probably about to sign. You know, we've seen Patrick Mahomes sign. You know, if he shows that he's that level of quarterback, I mean, even Jalen Hurts, right? Um, if in it, in this, if he's proving that he's this that level of quarterback, which I think he can do this year, uh, giant contract on the horizon, and also, city of Chicago. Every business is going to try to throw money at him, plus national brands, because he's in Chicago, because it's such a big market, because it's such a great fan base. And so there's a there's a huge potential there. But of course, just like bring us a championship, man. Like I'm desperate. Like just want one. Um, And then I'm sure if you know, if we get one, I'll want another. But like right now, I just want one, man. So, so we're kind of bouncing around today. Let's talk a little about the running back, you know, Khalil Herbert, uh, Deonta Foreman. You know, the knock on them throughout their career was, you know, they're they're not able to be used in the passing game. So, of course, the big part of that is pass blocking, which, we again, no pads on. It's hard to see that. But as as pass catchers, both Herbert and Foreman were involved today, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. We saw it in the 7-on-7, seven seven, in the 11-on-11 11 11 as well. Uh, there, there, were, there were check down options. They were doing the stuff where they would kind of do the check release where they would kind of, you know, pass block for a second you know, then go through the line and, and curl up for just the the, the, the the quick outlet for the quarterback there. So we kind of saw, you know, both of them involved in the passing game. And if, if, if they can both be viable, you know, in the passing game, you know, now the Bears aren't tipping their hands, so to speak. And if they can both prove viable as pass blockers, you know, now it really helps out because now, you, you know, defenses will have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of Herbert, a lot of Juice Herbert today in the passing game, which was great. It's a little bit of Foreman, right? Maybe not as much run on that. He was definitely running a lot of the stretch runs that they were they were installing. Um, and then I didn't see much of Roshan. I may have just missed him, but I did not see a lot of him. I did see some Travis Homer, particularly in the passing game, which is not particularly surprising because if he's able to make this roster, that is why, why he will make yeah. the roster. Um, and so that, that was, uh, that was good to see. He's a nice little player. So uh, it's, it's fun to see him. Didn't, no one else really 
stuck out. Um, I think that Ebner, Travis Ebner is a, a long shot to, to stay on the active roster. I, I, I would not be surprised if he's either try to be, try to hide him on the practice squad or if, yeah. if he's, if he's going to be trying to find work later. Um, just not, I'm not just adding so much to the, to the running back room from last year. Um, and then just talent level. And then how he just wasn't able to show out last year. I, I think that he's a long shot to be able to stick around. He just seems like the odd man out. You know, they, they signed, you know, Foreman, uh, you know, they signed Travis Homer, they drafted Roshan Johnson, you know, you're not going to carry five backs. I think Tristan Emner for sure is going to be, uh, be gone, but you know, it's again, a lot of times, you know, these players year one to year two really make a jump. So if, if Ebner showed enough where, where the bears feel they're comfortable with him, you know, within, within this playbook and knowing what he's supposed to do, I think he comes back to the practice squad. So you want to bounce over to the, probably the star of the defensive camp today, Braylon, <laughs> Bray, I'm not even trying to pronounce his name. Braylon Trayan is my guess here. Undrafted free agents. Um, two picks today. He just kind of was all over the place. And, you know, it's, there's always a guy. You know, every camp there's someone that's like, oh, my God, where'd this guy come from? So this this was his day today. And I already saw stuff on social media. Oh, my God, this guy's going to get a bunch of reps moving forward. This guy's going <laughs> to you know, push for a starting role. He picked, you know, uh, He's still like the, the last guy on the depth chart, but, but no, it's good for him you know, to show out and, you know, have his moment in, in, in the sun today. So absolutely. He had the first pick, I believe that was off of Walker. And it was, uh, I mean, from what I saw, again, I, I don't get to see replay or anything, um, but I, I did see him sort of ball hawk it. Like he, he, he yeah. crashed in there, flashed in front of the, of the wide receiver. Walker was a little late. Um, and I kind of, I think he was kind of waiting for something to develop and, and he read it and he, he flashed in front and, and got a pick, came down with it. And I, so I tweeted it out because I was like, this guy might never get another pick in a practice, you know, like, this is a big deal. Let's throw him out there. Right. And then the, the number one O was going against the number two D on, on a, on a little two minute drill thing. And I think you, you made a good point. Like, I think it was a, you got to go for the touchdown. Like this is yeah. the situation is you got to, you got to throw this deep. So in a vacuum, not a good decision by Justin Fields. No. Uh, wide receiver was bracketed, you know. Uh, double, yep, double coverage. Yep, deep. Corner was taken, you know, trail technique. So he was in front of the wide receiver, and then he had the free safety back. That was uh, – uh, uh, what's his name? Trey Trahan. Traylon Trahan. Trahan was behind him. Uh, Fields, you know, put the ball in a pretty good space. I know it got picked, so it wasn't a good spot, but like yeah. a pretty good space where I think a play may have been able to be made on the ball. Um, and if it was a game situation, I would imagine the wide receiver would have went for it a little bit more than he did, but went a little far. And then he, he was able to make the play as the free safety came down with both though. You know, there's a lot of guys that get those situations and they, they, they drop the ball. So uh, good for, good for him. Um, he has a shared number. Uh, generally, when you share a number with another player, uh, you are you are not in a position to like make big plays like that. So good for him. This was a, a big day for him. Number forty five on your defensive scorecard. If you guys go out to there tomorrow, not the offensive. Like there's forty five on offense too. Yeah, I think there were like three picks today. I think uh, the rookie Tyree Stevens had another one um, in, in one of the, one of the, it might've been seven on seven. Um, but, but overall, like, like we said, man, defense had this one. I know we've had a lot of hype over the offense uh, the last few days, but it was good to see the defense kind of come out there and kind of, you know, put their foot down and, and, and stop things. And like I said, it's, you know, it's the stuff early, man, there was just nowhere to go with the ball. So 
that kind of tells you that the, the defensive guys, and it's it's a fairly new unit back there playing zone coverage, of course, with Edwards, with Edmonds, you know, with, with Sewell, if he's in there with the with the ones, whoever it is, you know, it's 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 a pretty new unit. So getting those those zones, we talk about how the offense has to know where they're supposed to line up. The defense has to know how far the, their zone drops are. You know, they have to know where they are in, in, in relation to the guy next to them. Okay, if, if you have the hook, you have to know what you're going to do on the other side. And, you know, if, it depends what the, the – if they're, if they're taking the guy and, and they're they're trailing them back, you know, before they pass them off to the to the next zone. So, you know, learning where these these holes are in the zone, learning how to close them up. Then, of course, you got a guy like Edmonds, who you know, I commented to you, man. He, he's he's huge. He is a gigantic man. So having him in the middle of your defense, you know, in this, of course, you know, not just the size, but he is. He's got great speed, great football IQ. You know, this guy has got you know, he he can be that dude for the Bears on defense. Yeah, uh, probably the first. I mean, there, a lot of these guys are incredibly impressive physically. They're professional football players. Not yeah. a shock there, but it reminded me of seeing Mac for the first time. And a very di- a different look athlete, right? Mac's a little broader, um, but like you're like, oh, okay, yeah. There's there's a modern linebacker. Holy crap, um, very very impressive. But your point. Uh, people are really down on the defense, right? Like no one's talking up this defense. No one's talking up the defense overall because the defensive line is, you know, it is not packed with uh, high draft picks or high pedigree guys, right? You're a little worried about the pass rush. Uh, the back seven could be really good. It could be really interesting. Now, you may not get to see it all the time if there's not a pass rush, but th- these guys are either – you know, proven, experienced, um, and, and, and good at their jobs, like Eddie Jackson and Jermaine Edmonds. Um, or these guys are younger, guys that are on the swing, guys that we're excited about, like Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, I think, showed out quite a bit last year um, in, in moments and then had maybe a little bit of rough stretch. But you, you think a secondary guy with that much talent in his second year, you're excited about that. So, um, I, you know, if they shut down the wide receivers in a practice, um you know, I, I don't think that's a shocker. No, it was good. They, they had a nice day overall. Um, another one I want to mention because I, I didn't hear much about him this whole camp thus far. That's Josh Belt Blackwell, who was an undrafted free agent last year. Um, got a lot of playing time because the Bears had so many issues and so many injuries. Uh, but it looked like he was backing up at the nickel for Kyler Gordon. So, you know, th- there's some guys here who got a lot of playing time last year who are now being forced down the depth chart because the Bears have upgraded at a few spots. But but that playing time they got last year didn't help these guys. So that's good for a guy like Josh Black. Blackwell shows that, you know, he's definitely, you know, uh, he's worthy of getting some reps every now and again. Maybe the Bears, the Bears throw him out there on occasion. Yeah, like it. Like you say, those reps are invaluable to know who's going to be part of your team going forward, even if they're in a backup role, because you never know when those guys will be pressed into service. So. What about Trenton Gill? Was Trenton Gill booming the ball today? I gotta tell you, man, my guy, the guillotine. There was a there was some punts going on while something else was happening, which is one of those things you know in practice that you you know it can jar you a little bit, right? Like where do you put your eyes? Because at one point I didn't know where the punts were coming from. Yeah, because he was lined up behind this other drill that was happening, and then he's booting the ball down inside the five where these guys and i thought there was just a jugs machine that was punting the ball because the first one i saw was a perfect spiral and it just took like this nose dive right down at like the two yard line and and it bounced out like it was coffin corner like it was it was kind of this amazing punt and then you're like no it's gill and like i was like oh he's all the way over there yeah he was just he was just throwing daggers man like i mean he was he was just dropping them all inside the five i know no one gets excited about punting but 
but we do <laughs> right on brand for us yeah. right and so i thought that was pretty cool yeah he, he was um you could definitely see that he's uh i mean i don't know if he's gotten more power over the offseason or anything like that but he seems dialed in and and i'd be interested to see if he can be more of a weapon uh to this team a lot of the advanced metrics for punting last year which yes i did look into um you know had him as sort of a league average punter in a lot of ways but as a rookie, like you take that and you hope that yeah. maybe he can improve some of those things. Um, you know, the biggest leg isn't always the best leg. Uh, that, that's you, you can outkick your coverage. I think people have heard that before. Or you can outkick and you can, you know, have a lot of touchbacks. And that, that doesn't really uh, do much for you either if you can place it inside the, the 10 or inside the 5 even uh, uh, even better. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if he's, if he's able to take a step and maybe be one of the better punters in the league this year. Let's talk a little bit about since Ryan's special teams. Talk a little bit about uh, what we saw from the turn game. You know, they weren't doing nothing live, obviously, but I did notice that Tyler Scott, the rookie uh, receiver, uh, he looked very natural. You know, catching the the punts and the kicks. Uh, Aaron Crookshanks, another guy that looks very natural back there. Bayless Jones Jr. Um, when he was when he was feeling some of the punts, he had one that he kind of misjudged. Um, it was it was one that uh, a really nice deep kick, so he kind of got caught between fielding or not. Maybe he was letting it go. Maybe it was working on le- letting it go or not. I don't know what he was doing there. It looked like he misjudged it. Um, as the day went on and as he kind of caught more punts, Bayless Jones felt a little more natural. Maybe he just had to warm up a bit. But but as far as just pure you know instincts with the ball coming in, I thought Tyler Scott looked like he was able to kind of you know do that job if he had to be called on to do it right now. Yeah, and that may be his best path to try to get on the field early, right? It's just try to get in the special teams. Uh, we've heard a little bit about his hands in the passing game. I didn't see a lot of targets for him necessarily today to see how he caught the ball. Um, uh, but that may be his path for immediacy now where you have what we think we know is going to be a pretty established pecking order of, of one, two, three um, in the passing offense for wide receivers. And then you got Cole Komet, of course, um, and maybe Juice Herbert. Getting getting some getting some play in the in the passing game too. So uh, if you're really excited about Tyler Scott, you may be on special teams early. Seemed that way. Like you said, we did hear some stuff about the dropsies, but you know, I didn't see many drops today. You know, I mean, like I said, the defense won the day, uh, but I didn't really see too many too many uh, you know miscues uh, on the receivers' point of point of things. But overall, man, another fun day of practice, and we will be both out there again tomorrow morning. Like we said, pads are going to be on. So with any luck, we'll be at a, a better vantage point to kind of watch some of those one-on-one, you know, O-line versus D-line battles. Because, you know, when, once the pads come on, that's for us, that's the highlight of the show. We want to see those those one-on-one drills. Hopefully we're close enough to see those tomorrow. I mean, I think it's back in Bourbon A. I'd have to go back to Bourbon A to the last time we were at a practice that had pads on. And so I'm, I'm excited to see that because last year we went to the first few practices. I went to three. You went to two. And uh, it was all shells. I mean, it was yeah. all just uh, jerseys and, and helmets. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to hear some popping. And it, I, for those of you that didn't play football, there's something about the first day of pads. There's like a lot of extra something in the air. Like there's excitement. There's maybe a little nervousness, right? I mean, these guys are professionals, so they probably don't have that. But there's there's just a little bit more because you haven't hit each other anything in a long time, and and so there's just this added element. So I'm really excited to see what that looks like uh, for the Chicago Bears team. That again, there's there's something building here. You can feel it, um, and so I'm excited to see what that looks like as the the real stuff starts. Real stuff starts tomorrow. 
starts tomorrow. Hey, do you want to run through a few a uh, few Q and A from the the comments, or do you want to cut the pod and do that for a video exclusive? For like 40, 40 some. Yeah, why don't we cut? Why don't we cut the pod and cut then the pod. We'll, we'll we'll stick around for some Q and A. So that's for um, the people that are listening on the podcast. You know, we also record this. You know, via Second City Gridiron. So make sure you guys. You know, if you, if you miss out on that Q and A portion, you know, jump in uh, to the video, kind of check that out. That's like a little a, a little a little bone we'll throw for our for our video guys over there. So. And we're a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more relaxed than the Q and A. All right. Yeah. So check out tomorrow. We'll do this. We'll do it a little later uh, because I have to drive back home. uh, So I will not be in my hotel room. So that's a good thing, but it will take me a while to get back home after practice. So we'll we'll be back tomorrow night uh, for Tuesday camp review. Uh, But until then, thanks for joining us. Bear down. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.